Welcome to How to Trade It, The Road to Trading Mastery. Join Casey Stubbs, a seasoned trader, as he guides you to become a profitable trader. Find actionable insights, real-life stories, and strategies to boost your trading skills. Don't miss the journey to trading victory. Start listening now. Connect with us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Trading profits are just an episode away. This is the How to Trade It podcast. We talk about the real stories behind successful traders. You will learn the strategies that the best traders use in today's markets. And we get those experts to show us how to trade it. Hello, everyone. This is Casey Stubbs with the How to Trade It podcast. And today I'm here with John Melly. John, how are you today? Uh, I'm doing great, Casey. Thank you. Well, thanks for joining us. And I'm really excited to be talking with John because he's gone through a lot in his journey to become successful in trading. And our mission here is to really talk to John and find out what he went through what he's learned, how he has overcome, and how he can share some really important things to help you who are listening to follow in his footsteps and to accomplish some of the same things that John has accomplished. So, John, tell me a little bit about yourself and how you actually got started in trading. Well, there's a lot to go over, but see, I come from a background where I do construction. My dad was a race car driver. There's a lot of fabrication involved. So, Nothing was out of my limit of doing things. So I was always, you know, learning and going. If somebody else did it, I could do it. So then what happened is, you know, things are doing really good. And back in 2008, we had the recession and it just killed my work. It killed everything. I was struggling to, uh, you know, trying to find a way to make money. So you you look, you see penny stocks, you see the stock market. I tried that. It was fun, but it's not consistent. So then I found Forex. And I got kind of hooked on that. I thought, wow, look at this. It's so easy to make a trade on a $50,000 account and, you know, make a little profit. I thought I could do that. So I put some money in there way too soon without even knowing what I was doing, just like everybody else does. And I blew the account and then I blew another account. And then now you go back to demo trading and keep messing with it. It's a really crazy phenomenon. What happened is I don't give up. So that was probably my worst thing and best thing. And that's why I'm still here. Because if I was a quitter, I would have quit a long time ago. And when I meet people that are friends or they say, you know, they're thinking about day trading or thinking about trading, I tell them to run. Don't do it. Run. Because if they are willing to run or they're willing to walk away, they don't have what it takes to do it anyway. That's how difficult this field is. It's just buy or sell, but it's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I don't know if that makes any sense. It sounds kind of weird, but, you know, it's not the finding the trade. It's not just, you know, your system. It's what you do after the trade. You know, it's your mindset. It's all that stuff you have to go through learning. And it's constantly learning. Right. Yeah, that's very true. And so that's interesting that you mentioned 2008. So were you working for yourself? Did you have a Yeah, I was working construction, my own construction business. I was doing really good. Just bought a nice house, just had a baby. Everything was going great. I mean, it couldn't be any better. I was really proud of what I was doing. And then all of a sudden that hit and we went from making probably 16,000 a month I was lucky to get $50 from the neighbor to paint some room. You know what I mean? It was just so crazy. I was going door to door to try to find work. 
you know, cause I'm a very good salesman. I'm good with people. And I would just try to find everything I could throughout the neighborhood, spread out, try to find stuff. I couldn't find anything. So what do you do? You go to the internet. And back then the internet wasn't as big a thing for me back then, but I was still on there looking for something, you know, maybe affiliate, maybe selling high you know, on eBay, you know, all kinds of stuff. And I found trading, found the stock market. And I asked some friends about that, that kind of had a little bit of information on it. So I tried that, you know, it does work. You can find good stocks you can find, but if you don't have any training, if you don't know what you're doing, you can't make a living at that either. So everything goes back to training. So you start going to YouTube and you start going through all the different stuff and you start going through all the free ones, which tell you how easy it is, how this is very easy. All you do is do this, do what I do. And you try that and it looks nice, but then does it work? No, it doesn't work. It may work for the worst thing that happened is I actually made some money. So therefore I thought it was easy and then I put more money into it and all I did was lose. So, you know, it's a time when you really need the money and all you're doing is throwing money away, but you're throwing it away for education. If you believe that for later, which is really all I did. So you got to pay for it somehow. But at that time you're telling all your friends are telling you you're crazy. Stop it. You're gambling. You have a problem. You need help. <laughs> so, you know, it's a tough thing to stay in, you know, because nobody understands what you're going through. Any trader will know that once they've been in there long enough. Yeah, it's an emotional thing, especially since you had to find something to do since your work was struggling. And it's very interesting. I knew that you were in construction, but I didn't realize that you had that same situation that I had in 2008 because I was a laborer and I was in the union and there was just no jobs. And so I was laid off for a year. And same thing. I wasn't very skilled at construction, but I was trying, just kept trying to get jobs and it was really tough. Oh, it was horrible. Yeah. I could do anything and there was no work. Nobody had any money. Everybody was scared to let go of a dollar. So if you did get a dollar, you had to work two days for that dollar. (laughs) Right. So after you got into trading, what was some of the biggest challenges when you first got started? I think the biggest challenge was trying to find somebody that could teach you how to trade because what happens is I already thought I could figure this out on my own. So I kept trying that. And then I just kept losing and losing. I finally realized I can't do it on my own. So you start, you know, you go to YouTube, you start looking at all these things and all these people got their little gimmicks, their robots, their system that the easy and they show the boats and the cars and the girls. And I just wanted to make hundred dollars a day. I mean, I didn't care about all that. Just show me something that worked. Just anybody. There was nothing there, nothing that worked. Everybody just talked, you know, it's all a bunch of gimmicks. Right. And so you couldn't find something that worked. So what did you do? Like you watched the YouTube video, but what did you do with your trading? Like how did you approach it? I always traded. I was demo trading. I was, you know, back then when you first start, you don't know how to trade. So you start doing the buy low, sell high. And once it goes against you, you keep going, you pyramid the wrong way. And then eventually it does work. It does turn around. I mean, if you have $50,000, anybody can make money, but then anybody could blow that $50,000 too. So. My son was watching me trade one day and he says, I could do that. All you do is buy and sell. I mean, it's easy. And I gave him a little demo account and he made $7,000 one day and he was so happy. Then the next day he got proud of himself and he got full of himself and he started trading larger. What's this one lot? I can do 10 lots. Before I know it, dad, why is my account red? Where'd it go? Where'd all my money go? They stole my money. I says, no, you didn't. They didn't steal your money. You gave it away. (laughs) So he learned what Forex was all about real quick. So if you don't know what you're doing, that's what's going to happen. And we all go through that over and over again until finally you actually look out for mentorship. And that's what will change things. When you first started, did you have any losses that were discouraging? 
with sure. your account? And how did you keep going after that? You actually start going demo. You have to stop yourself. So eventually you run out of money. So then you go demo. But the thing is, you can't tell anybody about your loss. People ask, how's it going? So, oh, it's doing great. I had a winning trade, but then the next day I lost everything. How do you tell them that? You're so embarrassed. You're so, it's just such a lonely thing in the beginning. Everybody has a hard time with it, I think. Yeah. So handling a loss is a really big challenge. What did you do to learn how to do that? I don't know if I ever really learned. You never, I think it wasn't until six years later I could deal with the losses. I mean, that's how hard losses are. So human nature, we don't want to lose. We don't want to give up that loss. So I'm a very aggressive trader. I like to jump into things way too fast. I like to put myself way out in the limits to where I'd rather blow the account than be wrong. And that's what would happen. I would be in a buyer's market and just keep selling every time it started to turn. And then I would lose the account. And I knew I was doing it and I watched it go away. That was probably the worst feeling. And then afterwards, you're just looking at it saying, all I had to do was go the other way. I couldn't do it. It's just such a frustrating thing in that beginning time I think people go through. Yeah. And I know what you're saying, especially when you're going against the market, that just sometimes just doesn't make any sense. Like, why would we do such a thing? We think we're right. We yeah. see it. It's got to turn. It has to turn. Look how far it's gone. It's, it's like never I, gone this far before. You think that if you do that, you can avoid losses. I think that's the biggest thing. Like, oh, this isn't that hard. I can just keep doing this and doing this and doing this. And eventually it's going to turn around and I will be able to avoid the loss. Sure. So then and, you realize it. And you try to stop it. So next time you say, I'm going to stop it. So now you get the loss. You were doing good. And now you're getting a loss. You say, okay, let me give it a little more room. You know, a little more room goes from $50 to $100. You know, just I see a little area here. I think it's going to turn around. Let me go again. Now it's at $500. Now I can't afford to lose the $500. So now what? You take the stop out altogether. Now what happens? They got your money for two, three, four months. You're putting more money into your account, trying to save that account, just trying to keep your account alive. So you don't lose what you already have in there. And then just to get out, maybe break even after three, four months. Wow, that's tough. And I've done that too many times. Right. And that's the other thing is when you are holding on to a loss, you're actually not able to capitalize your account to generate the revenue that you need to make. No, you're not getting any sleep. You're biting your fingernails. You're staring at the charts all night long because you're scared to death. You're running out of money. I can't put any more money in. Now what do I do? Is it turning around? Should I take another trade? That's the worst mistake. <laughs> right. So you mentioned that you're trading forks. Did you ever try anything else? Did you ever trade stocks or options or anything? I trade like stocks that? and penny stocks in the beginning. I had some success, but it wasn't enough. It was just like a fluke thing where, you know, the thing jumped and I made some money and I was happy and I would look for other things, but it would work, but it wasn't enough. I felt Forex would trade all the time. And I knew... Uh the amount of money I'm losing, I should be able to make that back. If they right. can take it that fast, I just got to find the opposite. So since you said you knew that you could make it, is that what kept you going throughout your losing streak? Sure. The beginning? Yes. Well, that and I never give up ever. Yeah, that's a good trait. Some people will say, well, you got to know when to quit, but apparently you can't haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> no, no. And that's why I tell people to run. Now you understand. When somebody comes to me and they say, I want to learn about your what you do, I tell them, no, you don't. You don't want to learn. You want to stay away from this. And the reason is why? Why because do you want to stay away? Because if you're willing to walk away, you will never make it. So you just try to get them away and the right, make yeah. it easy, get them out of there from the very beginning. Now. Because you're going to waste two months, you're going to blow your money and then walk away. The average person does. You know, everybody does that. I have so many friends that tried to do it and they can't do it. 
Yeah. So you started in 2008 and here we are. It's now 2020. That was 12 years ago, quite a long time ago. How long were you consistently losing money and how long (laughs) did it take you before you became profitable? Consistently losing money four years easily. Okay. You'd make some, but it's still always a losing day, always a losing week, always a losing month, but you just don't give up. So you go to demo and then it got to where I could actually, I started seeing trades. I started actually being able to find a way to make money. I don't even remember what it was, but I found a way I could make money. And then what happened is I would take me all day to make $50. One mistake, it was gone. So then I'd try again. I found it where I could make more money. Then I got very aggressive where I could make a lot of money, but then I could still lose it so fast. That was the problem is being able to hang on to it. So I think that's the hardest part. But the problem is I wasn't using a stop. Can't use a stop if you don't have good entries. If you have bad right. entries, you don't know where you're, if you're just going to jump in blind, you can't have a stop. You're going to get wiped out all the time. So now I'm just teaching myself bad habits. So it was about four years of losing. Then you were steady for a while. Yeah, uh-huh. I got to where I could see profit. I got a taste of profit. And actually it was the FOMC, the news that got me. I bought a software that told me where to get in, where to get out, all that stuff. You know, very large trades like day trading for like a day chart. So now it told me that it had like five trades that it recommended. And I was already in those five trades way too early. And all of a sudden the news hit and I made about $7,000. Okay. Was I hooked after that? But I never did it again. (laughs) So that was early on. Yeah, that was probably about three years in. Okay. And that's what kept me going was that. Because you knew if you do it once, you can do it again, right? It has to be possible. It has to be possible. Look how fast they take it from me. I got to be able to turn this around. I got to, I just can't give up. Got too much invested already. And I enjoyed it. And the other thing is it is addicting. That's the other problem. People overtrade because it's so addictive. They just got to be in a trade. And I think I was like that for a while too. Right. You know, I actually have met people that they don't even use it to make money. They just like trading. So, you know, they might have a small account and they just trade it and, if they make some money, they make some. If they lose it, they lose it. It's not a yeah. big deal. Almost like gambling, you know? Yeah. It's like, okay, I, I'll, I know re- a lot of people I'll like that too. my account it's later. It's just a lot of people. I think most, I think majority is like that, to be honest. The retail yeah. trading edge, I think the beginner one, if you've only been trading two, three years, I think they're all like that. I don't see how they could survive. It's not possible mm-hmm. unless they have mentorship right off the bat and they listen. That's the other thing. Do they listen? I was told all the right stuff from you years ago. <laughs> Did I listen? No. <laughs> well, it takes a long time to listen because you have to experience it. You know, I believe in learning from others, really. And I'm not saying everybody has to experience the same failures, but experience is the best teacher. You can yeah. learn from hearing all day, but unless you really experience, you really don't know what's happening. Hello, this is Casey, and I wanted to take a minute to tell you about my new book that just came out. It's called Complete Trading System. This is my 25 years of trading experience sharing everything that I have learned in how to make a profit from the markets. You're going to learn about how to find the right instruments to trade, how to find a trend, how to get started as beginners. You're going to learn about how to get the right mindset and you're going to be able to put it all together to create a trading system of your own that will work for you. I highly recommend that you try it out. 
Just click the link right now. It's called Complete Trading System. It's available on Amazon. Thank you. Go ahead and check it out. I think you're going to love it. So I really feel for everybody that's out there trading. I mean, I really feel it. So when they tell me their problems, I'm like, I've been there. I understand. <laughs> I went through that phase at one time. I remember that one. Wait till the next phase. It gets worse. <laughs> yeah. So give me like some of your top things that you did that helped you turn it around. So your first four years were losing. Then you started to go to demo and you started to be consistently, you weren't losing the money, but you were like hanging in there. What was well, the I, big I could make the money. I couldn't keep it. That was the problem. So it got to a point where I could make money, but I couldn't keep it. So now it was about trying to find a way to keep it. And that I think is the hardest part to get over. I think every trader goes through that. It's very difficult. So, you know, you work all day long, you make the, they're into profit and then it goes out of profit and then they lost. You know, I hear that all the time and that's what it did it for me. So then I started more scalping. I started looking for smaller trades. I started looking for larger stops, no stops. I would try everything. I started trying to buy software that would work. I can't even think of all the software I bought that's in a box that I'll never look at ever again. So, you know, I didn't know I didn't need it. Thought I needed it. You know, you start buying everything you can. And then what happens is eventually you get to a point where you can actually make some money. You make a couple hundred dollars and that feels so good. And after that, you just keep learning. So that's what it comes down to. So as far as making money, what did you specifically do? What thing did you change? Because there had to have been something that changed along the line, something sure. that you stopped Mentorship. doing and something you started doing. It was, was all it a about signal? Was it a magic pattern? What was it? No, I took a class with Winner's Edge Trading and I learned all this stuff and I saw how they did it. And they did something that no other person did. They actually used a higher percentage to trade on account. And I like that because now I'm able, instead of trading 1%, I'm actually able to trade three, four, five percent and utilize my small account to make money. And that's where it started to grow. And then at that point, I started to learn. That was probably the biggest thing for me. So it was a money management concept. Oh, it always is. It still is. Right. The biggest thing. And what about now? So your first four years were sideways after you became profitable. How long now have you been consistently in the profit? I've been consistently profit the last three years. The year before that was touch and go. So the last three. So we're going 2017 and on. Yes. It was just consistently profitable, but small. And then what happened right. is it just kept getting better and better. And I got to where I could stick to my trade plan. I'd actually write a trade plan. I would have rules and I would stick to them. So, and that's what really changed everything and having a journal. So, I mean, all that stuff really helps. Without okay, it, you so, can't make it. So having a journal and a trade plan and discipline, was trading discipline something you had trouble with yeah. and you changed that out? I'm a rule breaker. Most traders are. We don't want a job. So we're already breaking the rules. So we come into this thinking we can break all the rules. That's the problem. Until you find you need rules to keep you away from yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's really counterintuitive for me. I'm much, the rule breaker thing really relates heavy to me. Because I'm a natural born rule breaker and a natural born risk taker. Sure. And as soon as so you tell me you're a trader, you got both not, those assets right there. Yeah. Both of those things are not technically, they're a strength and a weakness. 
It's sure. a really good strength for trading and can help you, but it's until you learn to master it, it's going to beat you up quite a bit. So what was it that finally got you to start following those rules? I think I started doing like YouTube videos, trying to teach other traders that it was possible to do this, talking to other friends, helping other people doing this teaching. Teaching is what did it. Teaching other because I would be in other trade rooms or other rooms where I was trying to learn stuff. And people were saying, hey, can I talk to you outside of class? I said, sure. How did you call that trade? How did you know this? How did you do this? So then I started teaching them what I knew, even though I didn't know enough, but that was enough for them to want to know. And that's what starts turning you around. And you can teach yourself. You got to critique every trade you do. I mean, that's what does it. You have to look at everything you're doing and look at the good and the bad and change what's bad. So it's all so simple, but nobody does it. Yeah, you have to really be constantly working, constantly improving and not giving up. Correct. At Finance and Markets, we believe that people are the most important thing. That's why in every financial newsletter, we dedicate a section to acts of kindness. When you put other people first, good things happen. We want to inspire you to go to the next level and practice acts of kindness. Go to the link in this episode's description to subscribe. So as far as managing your account and financially managing your money, I've talked to you before about it. You have a system that you created yourself. Can you talk a little bit about that? I know you're trading multiple accounts and all of that. Explain how you do that. Sure. What happens if you trade one account? You're trying to really push the limits. So let's say you got $1,000, $2,000, $5,000. It's usually all we got to trade with. Usually it's up to $3,000. I have a problem giving an overseas broker more than that. I'm scared of that. So you have that in there and you're able to make $50 to $100 a day, maybe. Maybe you make $500 a week, $300 a week, but you're able to make some money. But it, maybe it's not enough. That's the problem. So then what it is, I started doing multiple accounts. I would add another account. So I would trade in two accounts at one time. It was very difficult, but I did it. And I was making more money and I could trade smaller. I was very comfortable. So then I started finding out about trade copier software, started using that. There's all types out there, some a lot better than others. So then what happens by trading one master account, you can actually get three accounts going. So your $50 turns into 150 and you only have to trade one session if you're lucky enough to get profitable that session. If not, it would come back the next session. But then you have to learn not to trade in between because what happens if your screen's on, you think you see a trade, but at that time, the market has no follow through. They're just gathering your money. So you got to learn to stay away from that. And you only trade the first two hours or three hours of any open session, which is I only trade the London, the Asian and the New York. So everything else I try to stay away from. And I try to turn the charts off now. I don't like looking at them all day long. It's bad. Yeah. Give yourself a little break. So what is your personal rule is if you have more than. So let's say you start the London session. And it's a losing session. You try to make it up in the New York and then you lose in the New York. Do you have a rule like if you lose multiple sessions in a row? No, just three trades. If I lose three trades in a row, I back off. There's something wrong. There's obviously the markets. I'm not in sync with the market. It's whipsawing. Usually that's what it's whipsawing. It's just taking everybody out because the market's going to take 25% of your trades off the top, whether you make a mistake or not. It's just off the top. They're taking that just because they do wild, crazy things. They headhunt. They have these gigantic spikes. They go the wrong way for some weird reason. So no matter how good your technical analysis is, you're going to be wrong 25% of the time. And then you're going to have mistakes. That's another 10%. So, I mean, it just keeps dwindling down to where your entries got to be very, very good. That's all. And so as far as 
managing being a trader and trading for money, you know, versus like trading is to grow your account to a million dollars. There's a big difference there. How do you manage your account for cash flow? Do you do regular withdrawals? Well, I have monthly, I usually every two weeks I take money out, out of one account. I just try to take one at a time. I just take money out just enough to pay the bills. Now, if I take too much out, then I'm not making as much and I'm in trouble. So I have to go back out and find a job to replace the money I took because that's what I should have done instead of taking the money. And the best thing you do is not touch that money and let it grow for five years. But nobody, I can't do that. I mean, I need money to survive. You know, things are crazy. You know, all of a sudden the refrigerator goes out. Now, what do you do? You know, the car breaks down. I got to get around. I got to go get things. Got to go to the store. I mean, everything, life is just so crazy. So that's the problem. Other, you know, you have as being a trader is you have all those things coming into play. But what I'm trying to do is I took on another job, you know, another kitchen remodel. I swore I wouldn't do any more, but it was to add two more accounts. So now I'll be up to five accounts where I'll have enough money to be able to survive and get by with and start putting money into a retirement account, which would still be a Forex account, but it would be with like a Forex.com, an American account. And I can let that one grow and just let that one run on 1% and still copy the trades in, but that would be very small. And everything goes going to go that direction. That's how I'm looking at it. So if you're doing a withdrawal every two weeks, you're only withdrawing out of one account and you're yes. letting the other accounts grow. Correct. And then that way you just wrote, and then do you rotate that or is there one withdrawal no, I account? Rotate it. You rotate it. So that way they're all growing simultaneously Correct. and you're only pulling a little bit out of each one. Correct. And I never let them go past 5,000. So I never let that stay in there, but I've never been able to let it grow past that. What do you mean if you don't go below 5,000, you don't go above it? I don't go above because these are overseas accounts. I don't trust them. What rights do we have over there? I don't want to find out. Well, I mean, the track record for brokers in U.S. accounts is probably just as bad as overseas accounts. So I just, yeah, but at least I, I don't know if you've ever heard of MF Global or PFG Best. Those oh, yes. Both U.S. accounts and they were gone. The people yeah. got their money back. And that could happen too very easily. So Right. So, yeah, that's actually... A good advice. So what about your strategy? Tell us a little bit about what you're looking for when you're trying to enter into a trade. Well, see, before I would use a lot of indicators. It was I was Mr. Indicator. So, I mean, I had indicators for everything. You could even see anything on my chart. But it's changed probably the last two years. I've gone to more trend lines. And to me, when I open up the chart now, all I see is trades. I draw a trend line. As soon as I see three points, I see it going up, stays above that. It's a buy trade. I wait for it to actually cross, hit a resistance point or a support, and then I'll take that trade and I'll take it down to where it crosses again. Then I'll put another horizontal line. And then when it crosses that, I'm out. So it's simple. Unless I do believe in there has to be a number in your head. So like if you want to make $100 that day or you're trying to make maybe $200, so every trade's $25. If you get to 25 bucks and you get four trades, you better take it. Don't let it come back on you. Even if it's going to go further, that's guaranteed money. So it's hard not to do that. So I try to have a number in my head. And right now, my number is like 100. If I see 100 bucks, it's hard not to take that. It's like seeing $100 on the floor. You're not going to pick that up? I don't know. I would. Yeah, you pick up that 100. Go for it. It It may keep going, but then it could come back, which most of the time it does. And you only get 50. And you think, God, I could have had the 100. So that's why when I see 100, I try to take it. That's all. And if it goes to 200, okay, now I better take that 200. It just jumped. I better grab it. So that's more of a gift. Right. So you're looking at trades. Do you trade on a lower time frame or a higher time frame? I trade on a 15 minute. So what I do is I go to the day chart, which is you have to have a basic routine. So I go to the day chart and I look for patterns. I look for tops and bottoms. If we're in the middle, I try to stay away from me from that pair. 
but I do like uh, strength analysis. I'd like to trade the strongest against the weakest. Not always is that the best trade, though. So usually it's pretty common. The U.S. dollar is usually a bread and butter trade. It seems to be always moving just enough to make money, but never nothing too crazy. Where if you trade like the British pound, you can, you know, if you're not ready, you could be running into trouble. So you got to be careful on which pairs you trade to. And when you're looking at your entries, you try to grab profits. You've got your daily target of $100 a day. How do you know when to get out of a trade? Are you using hard stop losses or do you just know and you close the trade? I always use hard stops. Now, I didn't always, but yes, you have to always use a hard stop and you don't want it too large. You want it enough to where if it did, if you got up and went to the restroom, you came back and it hit your stop that you could still survive the rest of the day. It just makes it more difficult. But when I'm watching it, the idea is that I like to trade with a line behind me, a line in the sand, I call it. So that if I trade off a bounce or break, that line becomes my point where if I close on the opposite side, I'm out, done, walk away. And that's hard to do. It's very difficult and hard in the beginning because I didn't like to take losses. And that's why it's so important to me. So, I mean, if anybody sees me trade and they see me doing that, I emphasize it like crazy. So, and it's more to teach myself. It's to remind myself, there it is. It's coming back. I better get out. And I hate to let trades go back to zero. If I'm right. Trade, so when it starts to turn around, you grab it. I grab it. Now, have you found that that limits your profit potential? Sure. But there's always another trade. So that's the other thing you have to look at too. So it does limit you because sometimes it's just a flag pattern. Now, if I see a flag pattern and it starts to break down, I'll get out. I don't want to take that chance because a flag pattern is usually a continuation unless it's not. That's <laughs> 50% of the time. Not. <laughs> yeah. So you got to be careful there yeah. too. You got to be in the right spot. And no matter what trade I take, I'm already well, looking at the opposite uh, end. That's good advice. You can always get in and get out. The small stuff adds up. It really does. It does, but you got to plan your trade out. So even real quickly looking at the trade, if I see a trade, if it goes against me, where do I get out? And then if it goes the other way, what are my options? So usually anytime you're at that point, it could go buy or sell. So at that point, if it crosses back above and it closes, is that still a good trade? Is that relevant? So this way I already know it ahead of time. So if it does, I'm ready. Because not every trade is close and reverse. It usually Sometimes you're at a hard resistance and it hasn't gone past that for years. Why would I try to take a buy trade on that? So I'd wait for it to break down again and then try selling it again. So you got to have different things in there, but it's always a bounce or a break. Now, John, you have been doing some trading with, as far as teaching now, you're doing some coaching and teaching and trading live. How do you find that experience? Has that been helpful or has it been stressful for you? Oh, it's been awesome. Are you kidding me? That's where you learn the most is when you teach somebody. Because now you have to take a look at your own methodology. How am I getting into this trade? How am I getting out of the trade? You know, you want to teach what is proper. So therefore, you're doing what is proper because it keeps me away from breaking the rules again. So you can see how that could help a lot. So and it helps by too. disciplining you a little bit. Right. And also the people that I'm teaching sometimes don't know a lot. So they don't know you can't do something. So they ask me why or they come up with other ideas that blow my mind. I'm like, that's a good idea. I like that because they don't know you can't do that. Sometimes we get stuck in an area where you can't do that. And sometimes other people see things you don't. So it all works out. And that can be very helpful to get additional eyes because trading can be kind of lonely sometimes, right? Like you said, oh, in the beginning. very, very lonely. People don't realize how lonely it is when you're by yourself doing it and you're suffering. And when it's great, no problem. But then there's nobody to pat you on the back either. To where at least if you're in a room or you got friends you're trading with or something, 
you're able to brag to somebody or tell somebody that you did something good. What's the point of doing it if nobody knows? I mean, yeah, the dollars help, but you still need that pat on the back. Everybody. Right. Yeah, we're definitely not made to do stuff all alone. I mean, we definitely need people in our lives to celebrate with and to talk with and to share. Yeah. And we all have trouble we're struggling with. We all have problems, you know, whether it being our mindset, whether it being stop loss. Some people can't even kick a trade. So they have trouble with that. They have trouble getting out of the trade. You know, just so many different things to work over. So and then I find I've already had all those problems. So it helps teach me again, helps remind me why it is I do what I do. Right. Definitely. Well, John, you're really doing a great job. I just want to congratulate you, congratulate you on your determination, on your success, your willingness to help others and to teach and to serve. Just really, it's been great getting to know you. I just want to be an example that people can do this for a living. That's all. Because for a time there, I didn't think it was possible. Yeah, for sure. And so we're going to close it up, but this has been a great conversation. I've learned a lot and it's been helpful. And so if anybody that's listening wants to see John and some of his strategies and training and to watch him live and to get some feedback from him, we're just going to put a link in the description. So you guys will be able to go and check out what he's doing right now. That'd be great. All right. Well, thank you, John. It's been great having you. Thank you, Casey. It's been fun. I appreciate it. All right. Well, that's it for today's episode. For everyone that is listening, go ahead and check out that link. And we'll see you guys on the next episode of the How to Trade It podcast. Thanks for listening to the How to Trade It podcast. Our mission is to help you create security in the markets. If you have a question you want me to ask my guests or a specific question you have for me, please email me at podcasttradingstrategyguides.com. I answer every email I get because this show is about helping you learn how to trade it. So again, please reach me at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Thank you. for tuning in to another insightful episode of How to Trade It with Casey Stubbs. We hope you found today's discussion valuable and inspiring. Remember, the road to trading mastery is a continuous one, and your commitment to learning and growing as a trader is the key to your success. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please reach out to us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Keep listening, keep learning, and keep trading your way to victory. Until next time.